Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely roleplayers where theatrical people play roleplaying games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this main house production. Here on Merely Roleplayers, we improvise stories to entertain you and to entertain ourselves. And we use role-playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming. Because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This episode is part of our current main house production, Vigil All Aboard. To tell this story, we're playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat. So please take your seats in the main house. Tonight's production is about to begin. Vigil, a Merely Role Player's main house production. All aboard, Act 2 of 5. I'm Ellen, and I play Jess Butterworth, the Spooky. Jess is a Sheridan local born and bred. A voice in the back of her mind keeps telling her she's bigger and better than this town. And what with her big brother disappearing? It's about time Jess showed Sheridan how badly it's underestimated her. I'm Nat, and I play Gwynedd the Divine. Gwyn was once a shield maiden of the triple goddess, the Morrigan. After interfering with one of her schemes by rescuing a mortal man, the Morrigan banished Gwyn to live life as a duck in what became Sheridan's duck pond. Now released from her curse thousands of years later, Gwyn is trying to forge a new life as part of the local National Trust team is finding it difficult to stay under the radar. I'm Chris Buxy and I play Calisterius Softbinding, the expert. Calisterius is a noted horror writer living in Cherrydale. While researching his latest novel, he discovered that monsters were real. He also discovered that fighting monsters is an excellent way to procrastinate when he really should be writing. I'm Marta and I play Harper, the searcher. Harper came to England from the United States to escape the shadow world that keeps trying to pull her in. But in spite of her best efforts, weird things just won't leave her alone here either. An old way is opening once again. Seek your lost sisters, Gwyneth. The shriek of an antique steam train whistle splits the still night of Sheridan. Was that a steam train? Before you know it, you are standing in the middle of the street, walking. I felt like it was my chance to get out. There is a silhouette leaning against the bike. It seems like the game is afoot. Nice of you to uh, make an appearance. Uh, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I... Is there any chance we can skip this one? Is, is that is that a thing we can do? Please say yes. 
When have you ever run from a case? You know you need to pit your deductive wits against the dastardliest criminal minds that England has to offer. Mm, sure, yeah. I'm sure it has nothing to do with entertaining you, right? Okay, um, sure. All right, I guess. Screw it. Uh, who needs sleep anyways, right? I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Uh, you want to hop back on and we can head to this ghost train station or whatever? I'm with you. As always and forever. Okay. She puts on her helmet, does the cool vroom, vroom, vroom of her bike, and just uh, whizzes off in, in search of um, this train station, which she will be googling on her phone. <laughs> find the exact location of. I think one of your items that you took at character creation is like maps and things of the local area. So you absolutely yeah. have like a 60s map with the train station marked. Yeah. I imagine she has, you know, files in her phone with just dozens of like digitalized documents and maps and stuff that she can access digitally really quickly. Because after all, you know, she is of the 21st century. Um, <laughs> so who needs paper? I mean, if you've got that many documents and files on your phone, I am in awe of you being able to access them quickly. Because unless yeah. it's like a social media app, trying to find anything on my phone is a nightmare. <laughs> you know these kids who know how to use, an, especially an Apple phone, there's like secret, mm. secret gestures and secret things you yeah, can do that yeah, nobody yeah. explains. And you just sort of know them. She's one of those people. Modern day witchcraft. Basically, yeah. Um, no photographs, n no social media, nothing like that on her phone. It's just archives, mm -hmm. yes. The Branch Line station in Sheridan is pretty much as the petrol station man described it. Uh, it was a small station to start with, just the two platforms uh, and a footbridge going over between them. And it is now very overgrown. Um, it hasn't been used since the 60s for anything other than as a, an impromptu skate park and place to sit and smoke. The rails are overgrown. The platforms are kind of cracked by plants creeping up through them. Uh, there's damage that hasn't been repaired. The footbridge is rusty. The rails are rusty. There's also no installed lighting. So it's very dark, but still, as Harper arrives uh, on the Ducati, not as dark as it ought to be. There are no like municipal overhead lights on this place, but there is what looks like the beam of a torch that is sitting discarded on one of the platforms that is just illuminating a swathe of the overgrown station. Oh, no. Well, isn't this charming and quaint? Ah, oh, gotta love it. Okay, well, Harper just uh, takes off her helmet and uh, locks her bike and leans against it and, and sort of looks over to Sombra. Okay, so, if uh, we were a Pied Piper ghost train luring sad, sad people, out of their sad, sad lives. Where would we ghost, do you think? 
I guess we'd already be gone, boss. If we found enough sad sacks, we'd be out of here. Right. Okay, well, I mean, what's done's done, right? Let's just see if we can at least figure out whether it's going to happen again and ruin yet another night. Yes, the the power of deduction. Observe Observe the scene scene and use that powerful brain of yours to discover what must have happened here. Whatever, when you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains must be the truth. Right, partner? Yep. You've... You, you've you've been visiting the uh, library again, haven't you? You, you? You've been you've been in the thriller section. I I told you not to go, but you've been you've been going there behind my back again, haven't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm, sure you don't. Okay. Well, apparently these quaint English stations have no entrances or exits, which is good for us, I guess, because I didn't bring my breaking in kit. Or whatever. Anyways, let's just go. Come on. Yeah, Sombra didn't used to be like this. Uh, Sombra used to talk like the detective's interior monologue from a a black and white noir movie. But since Harper moved to England, she's just gone a bit wrong. Mm. So annoying. (laughs) But anyways, uh, so yeah, I think Harper will cautiously... Uh, using Sombra as a sort of cloak about her to kind of make her meld into the darker bits of the station, the ones that are not eliminated as they shouldn't be, um, to sort of meld in. Kind of going to approach in a in a sort of concentric circle way, very like strategized in, in her mind anyways. Sort of with that that torch you mentioned, there's a physical torch, like an actual torch on the floor. A physical, a battery-powered, like, ruggedized LED torch discarded on the platform, but still lit. Very interesting. Okay, so she's going to sort of, like, concentric circle her way around the station, approaching said torch, but, like, just keeping an eye out for anything else that might be moving. As you start, like, going around in your in your circles, you, you probably hear, like, a slight uh, kind of whistling... And as you look back down again, Gwynedd is stood right in front of you. She's just done her like angel wings, like torpedo teleport to someone that she knows and just sort of appears wings sort of fold back into that sort of strange pocket dimension that if you're sort of attuned to magical forces, you can kind of see them if you look sideways and a bit funny, but they're they're kind of invisible to everyone else. She's just this massive uh, of dark curly hair and uh, big sparkly green eyes. And the the sort of the goth hippie look like kind of linens. I think since hanging out with Jess a little bit more, she's been introduced to the ways of Doc Martens. So mm. as maybe adopted a power of uh, Doc Martens as well. Maybe the from the vegan section. And yeah, it's just in front of you. Ah, hello. Uh, oh, train station. Interesting. Hey there, Feathers. (laughs) Fancy meeting you here. Well, yes, that makes sense, because I was actually looking for you, so... Oh, well, that makes you not the first person tonight, or ever. Uh, Why why are you here? You first. Okay. Uh, There's a potential... um, There's a potential uh, opening 
between worlds, maybe, happening, and there's a chance that I might be able to find some of my sisters who have been trapped there. And I figured, if there's anyone who knows something about the worlds between worlds, it's someone who's been there. Hmm. So I thought I'd come and ask you about it. But also, speaking to the Morrigan, she seems to think that actually this opening that is happening might be connected to something happening rather more immediately. So it might be uh, in more people's interests to look than just my own. Right. Uh, any details the Morrigan chose to um, share or did she just keep it creepy and vague as, as these beings do? Oh, I mean, it's, it's always that, yes. But, yeah. uh, but it suggests... I mean, one can hope, right? It's, it's our vibe, you know. Mm. There is a suggestion that it's not any of the planes of existence that we're already aware of. It's not, it's not the realm of, of the Fae or anything like that. It's somewhere in between. Right. Well, A nameless realm. Whatever it is, it's not trying very hard. Let me tell you that. Uh, as far as I can tell, we have a sort of ghost train. Spectral train? Train of some sort. Okay. Making loud noises and luring sad people somewhere uh, under the guise of uh, exiting their rather sad, pathetic lives. So low-hanging fruit type of deal. When, when, you say, when you say it was a train that made a loud noise, did it sound kind of like a... like a... kind of noise? Um, I don't know because I didn't hear it. Oh. Actually, let's have a pause. Pa- quick, 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 quick pause. Just one moment, please. Sure. <clears throat> hey, Sombra, uh, did you happen to hear this train whistle at all? Or were you just like off in your fantasy noir world? What, what's got, what's any, any insights? I didn't hear I didn't nothing, hear boss. boss. I hear what you hear. Okay. Yeah, no, no clue. According to my mundane, it sounded like a uh, steam train, whatever that means. And what is that exactly? I know what a train sounds like. I have heard trains. This didn't sound like a train. A reference. Gwyn has never seen or heard a steam train. <laughs> she skipped that bit of history. <laughs> I'm just going to whip out my phone, still looking around and being like, I'm assuming the rest of the gang will show up eventually, but whatever. Um, Let's just do what you do. Let's Google a steam train and go on YouTube and and be like, steam train sounds. I know from experience back in the States, there's some um, train aficionado situation happening. Sadly, the whole ghost train thing is pretty common. You find like 10 hours straight of steam train whistles. One of those YouTube videos. <laughs> ASMR steam train whistles. And I'm going to play it. Lull you gently to sleep. <laughs> Just as you're playing the YouTube sounds, Jess is going to kind of come striding around the corner, sort of full of self-importance because... In her mind, she is really taking the initiative here. She's put it all together. She's heard the noise. She's like, that sounds like a train. I'm going to go to the train station. I'm going to get the first bits of info. Oh, you're already here. So she sort of (laughs) comes around the corner like, oh, stops in her tracks. 
Oh. Hey, oh. Um, sup? So, uh, I guess you guys heard it too then, did you? Yes. Nope. Yes. That was a noise. I, Jess. Yes. Harper has consulted the, the oracle known as Google, and we've discovered that this noise is a train. Hmm. Yeah, I knew that. Right. Before, but sure. But it's not like any train that... It's a ghost train. Or something. Well, I thought that was somewhat obvious. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 by the way, watch, watch the tor- torch on the ground. That's a, that's a thing. We'll get to that. That's a thing. But yeah. <laughs> so are we all on the same page then? Uh, train, apparently. Um, train, train being noisy and doing But possibly stuff. from somewhere else. Yes. Did you guys get sort of, um, I don't know, like drawn here? Like, did you guys feel any? Nope. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's cool. Never mind. It's, um, no, no, I, I didn't. I came here to find oh. Harper and I didn't, I didn't realize Harper was going to be here. And oh, why, are, why are you here, Harper? <laughs> Me? I mean, it's uh, nice um, to see you, but, um. Hi, yeah. Sorry. Middle of the night, local tourism, you know? Um, so quick cue. You heard noise. You say you were being pulled. Do you? Recall oh, by know. any chance I, I, what, what it felt, what where you were being pulled, what it felt like being pulled, any fantasies of you know escaping life in Sheridan, other than um, the ones you have every single day. I, I mean, I mean, I well, I think Jess is a little bit defensive because that these two seem to not have experienced what she's felt and. Well, I wouldn't say like I was like, they, it didn't have any control over me. It just like, I don't know, it was um, weird and interesting. And um, I thought, well, I better go to the train station. I don't know. It just, it's obvious, isn't it? You go to the train station if you hear a train. It wasn't like, didn't like. Sure, yeah. Two, two, two in the morning on a train station that's been shuttered for, what is it, for upwards of 40 years? Yeah, makes total sense. 100%. I mean, I'm not the only person here, am I? You both guys are both here too. Mm. So what was it, Harper, that led you here? You did not well, hear the noise, but you seem to know about it. Yeah, I was just, you know, minding my own business. And I was over at the... um get no no how do you guys call this petrol station pump place yes so the one that's open 24 7 um just filling up my tank you know minding my own business and uh the cashier whose name i actually didn't get uh i know his entire life um but yeah he had he he heard this whistle uh proceeded to describe it in great detail and then seemed compelled to leave at which point i interceded and figured out yeah we've got a pied piper situation a what a what oh right uh child child children's book story about a dude that comes around with a pipe and plays it and offers to like rid a city of rats or mice or something and ends up taking all the children it's a it's a it's yeah, it's a screwed up thing. Never mind. Oh, I feel like I met him one time. So anyway, are you saying 
that the train was calling rats? Well, not so much rats as people and potentially people who are already predisposed to want to get the hell out of this place because they hate their lives. So yeah, low-hanging fruit oh. spirit that's not trying very hard would be my guess. Right. Uh, I see. Okay. Um, yep. Now why though? That's uh that's the yeah. I just got here, so these are people who you think want to leave Sherry down, but not because they know it's full of monsters and, and and all sorts of supernatural things occurring, but they want to leave Sheridan because they they think it's boring. Look, I don't have enough information to make an empirical guess about this, but um, in the two instances where this horn thing was heard, the two people who heard it are mundanes, no disrespect intended, um, who don't exactly, like, love being here all that much. I don't get it. Why would they not want to live here? It's got a duck pond and a market. These things are great. Yeah, beats me. You're joking, right? No, there's all sorts of men in Sheridan. Harper just looks at Jez with a... Mm, don't even don't don't try, mate. She no. <laughs> the grove of oddities. It's delightful. It's so full of tourists. Nothing ever happens here. I mean, apart from like you I'm know sorry. the the dog spirit thing, and like I get the giant crab, and sometimes there's yeah. fae, but I mean like there's no gigs, nothing. There's that 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 park you work at, Jess. That's that's quite fun. I I went on the the roller coaster, and it was you know it was a little bit like flying. Uh, it's not as good, I'll grant you, but uh, you know it has its charms. I think Jess is just staring at her, with like her mouth slightly open, like can't actually make any noise. <laughs> like uh, um... plus you invented fudge. I did not. Not you personally. But, like, there's loads of places that sell it here in Sheridan. It's great. You mean those signs when it's like, Welcome to Sheridan, home of fudge. You're so cool. Brilliant. Yeah, Harper has, like, walked away from this, by the way. She just literally turned on her (laughs) heels and left. Uh, And she's now analysing or looking at the um, torch on the ground and just, like, completely ignoring this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Just in the background, Gwen's just like, Have you tried fudge? (laughs) All right, lovies, it's me, Matt, your compare. While the players are getting ready for their next scene, why don't you and I take a look at the programme? This is going to be our last episode of 2022. We're taking a few weeks break over the festive period, so mostly to give me a break on editing, and we will be back with our next episode from Vigil All Aboard, which will be a backstage episode all about Calisteria Softbinding, the expert, on Tuesday the 3rd of January. If you're looking for more Merely Role players to uh, enjoy while we are taking a little break, I recommend going back and listening again if you have already or enjoying if you haven't before 
the Lost Andromeda Ward Christmas special from last year, which has a festive theme, but is also about sentient slime invading a hospital. So, you know, festive, but also very us. Second and finally, I want to tell you about another show that I think you might enjoy. So, one of the things that we always try and do on Merely Roleplayers is to provide lots of jumping on points. So, you've heard me say many times that uh, you can go back through our archive and any episode with Act 1 in the title is a place that you can start listening and you won't necessarily need any context from previous episodes. So all of our kind of three to five to occasionally six episode arcs stand alone uh, without needing all of the backstory of previous things and sometimes not needing any of the backstory of any previous season. So when the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast got in touch and uh, I read a little bit about them, I had a little bit of a game-recognised game moment. So Fire Breathing Kittens is a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. It's a one-shot podcast with a season-long plot, if that makes sense. Each episode has a standalone microplot, like an episode of CSI or Doctor Who. So you can jump in with literally any episode. They kind of go one better than us. We say jump in with any Act 1. They say jump in with literally any episode. Listen to those episodes in any order. Skip any that you're not enjoying. Their cast also rotates. So if you enjoy the variety of uh, our large cast, you'll probably enjoy them as well. You can join them as they solve detective mysteries, uh, as they try a bit of comedic banter, as they explore and just generally enjoy being at their table like one of their friends. That's the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast, which you can find anywhere that you get your podcasts. Now I'm off to call beginners for the next scene, so please take your seats once again in the main house. Vigil All Aboard, Act 2, will resume very shortly. Cow appears, jogging, looking a little bit tired. Uh, Also looks a little bit irritated uh, because he's been woken up. And he's also irritated because uh, he considers himself, you know, pretty intelligent. But yet somehow he was tricked by this whistle into leaving the safety of his library. So he's annoyed about that. Uh, And he's also annoyed because he's currently working on a story about a ghost train. uh, Working title, (laughs) The Great Train Grave Robbery. And uh, he's worried that everyone's going to think that uh, he's just got the idea from whatever this is. So he's he's annoyed that this has stepped on his new story. Uh, so after Cal was lured into the street by the whistle, he quickly hurried back to the library, took down the silver sword from the wall, which uh, is his main weapon. It sort of hangs on the wall of the library, disguised as a writing award. Uh, he got his uh, magic juju bag, um, got some of the powder in it, uh, the sort of magic powder that's in there, mixed it into a paste and then put it in his ears because it was the only thing he could think of to sort of protect himself uh, from hearing the whistle. And then he's hurried to the station and he was kind of expecting to be the sort of first one there, but clearly he's not. But actually he's uh, he's quite relieved to see other people. So uh, he hurries up to you all and starts talking 
uh, a little bit too loudly because he's got this stuff in his ears to block out the sound of the whistle. And uh, <laughs> so, ah, oh, Harper, Jess, Gwen. Oh, I'm glad to see you guys here. I thought, and he pats the sword on his waist. Uh, I thought I was going to have to fight some sort of train monster. But uh, have we found a train monster? What's going on? No, no, we're, we're trying to solve that. Uh, Har- Harper, Har- oh, Har- Harper is looking at a torch. A what? Oh, I think you've been... Can you not hear very well? Oh, it's the stuff in my ears. I didn't want to, didn't want to hear the whistle again. So Cal will start scraping at his ears to get this stuff out. Is the whistle gone? Have we heard it again? You heard it too, Cal? Yes, I did. Didn't, didn't everyone in town hear it? Not Apparently everyone. not. Harper did not hear it. Oh. But th- there's also... Jess was... You didn't... Why did, why did you not want to hear it? Well, it's, it seemed to have some sort of mind control power. You know, I, I didn't intend to leave the library. Uh, you know, I don't like to leave the library if I can help it, um, unless it's going to a book signing or something. But uh, I suddenly found myself walking out onto the street and, you know, I, I didn't know where I was going to end up. Um, well, other than at the train station. And I just wanted to avoid any sort of mind control problems. But um, if, the, if it stopped, that's great. I'm here now. I'm ready to help. What are we investigating? This is good to Torch. know. <laughs> Just looking at uh, looking at Jess as soon as uh, he was saying that he felt yeah. it had mind control powers. But, ah, right. Okay. So we know that some people can't hear it at all. Some people hear it and are unaffected. And some people hear it and are compelled to come here. I think Jess is, there's a real sense of relief that someone else in the group had some kind of effect from it and that it's not just her. So, yeah, um Cal, what 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 did you think? What did you feel when it was happening to you? Uh it was it was really strange. It sort of it, it felt like I was being given an opportunity to leave town. Um you know, a, a good opportunity, one that I might like to take. Uh something, you know, that I shouldn't miss. It it was overwhelming. And why did you want to leave? Well, I mean, is it because you I, don't like fudge? <laughs> oh, no, oh I, my I love god! <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I mean, do I want to leave? I, I don't really. I mean, I guess I, I always thought I'd one day go and hang out where all the cool writers live, and then Cal suddenly realizes that he's not sure where the cool writers live. Somewhere <laughs> like London or something. I don't know. I just, I I feel it was a chance to escape. (laughs) There's a couple of investigation angles going on here. So there's Mm -hmm. Harper is definitely going to roll investigate a mystery for looking for physical clues on the ground. And then there is this discussion going on of why is this affecting different people in different ways? Marta, if you can roll Mm -hmm. plus sharp to investigate a mystery, please. Yes. Please be good. <laughs> Ooh, so 10 plus 2, 12. Heck, <gasps> okay. I'll tell you, first of all, before you pick your questions, just what you mm. find on the ground. Yes. Uh, there is lots of litter around, kind of in all of the overgrown shrubs and grass and bushes and stuff. Like people just leave bottles and uh, sweet wrappers and all sorts and crisp packets here. But as you close in on the torch, you see there is this modern, pretty new looking uh, LED torch 
sitting in the middle of one of the platforms, so not down on the rails, still switched on. And near it is a pretty distinctive looking bit of litter. It is one of those like flat rectangular letterbox shaped cardboard boxes. The cardboard is black and the box is open and some papers inside it are fluttering gently in the breeze. Okay. Um, Can I take a look at these papers? You sure Um, can. So they're a bit crumpled and there's uh, a a corner torn off one part. But one piece seems to be like a compliment slip with something on it along the lines of, hope you enjoy this month's experience. The paper has been kind of printed. It's printer paper, but it's had a pattern printed on it to make it look like parchment. And then the other piece is written in code. It's clearly a list of some description, but you're not able to decipher what it says. Okay. So my instinct is telling me this is a person that heard the whistle and followed the compulsion, and they're not here anymore. So where did they go, basically, is how did they physically get on a thing and, you know, were they physically carried out of this station or is or is there a remnant of some kind of interdimensional you know when i go through the doors and i've always been trying to figure out why sometimes i cross over and why sometimes i don't i feel like i'd be trying to be attuned to any kind of residual elements that indicate that portals or, or things have been opened and i know that gwen gwen mentioned the morrigan said something about worlds doors between worlds being opened, etc. So yeah, I'd like to sort of dig into whether that has happened here in the station. There's two trails of evidence that point to an answer to this question. First of all, the mundane side, you can see kind of uh, in the trodden down earth, uh, the trodden down vegetation and kind of track through the litter and that kind of thing. There are signs of in fact, more than one person entering the station and no signs of them leaving. Right. So however, it looks like it's difficult to tell. A group of maybe three to five people came into the station to this point where the torch has ended up and did not walk out again. So you can just tell that from the physical evidence. And then as you are sort of looking at these footprints and, and crushed vegetation and things... Sombra is doing a, a, a an insouciant noir lean on the railings uh, alongside the platform. You smell, you smell that? Hmm. Remnants of hmm, a wind from another place. And I know that as a detective, you've memorized all kinds of smells. We've yeah, smelled this before, this haven't we, my dear? Hmm, yeah, we have. Interesting. I would like to fly up and just have a scan around the area to see if it looks like anyone else is on their way to the train station or whether we think Jess and Calisterius were the last people to have arrived and we just missed everyone else. Gwyn flies up and does a, does a circle around the train station. You don't see anybody else en route. You do see probably like a few more lights on in residential houses than you would expect to see at this time of night, like Mm -hmm. sort of a a large number of people have been 
woken up and are having trouble getting back to sleep. But you don't see anybody else out on the streets on their way to the train station. Okay. Can I use a move at this point? Um, sure. I'd like to use my uh, dark past move. Uh-huh. So I'd like to trawl through my memories uh, for something relevant to the case. So I'm going to roll plus weird. And oh no, um, I've got a total of six. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Mark experience. Ask your question and we'll work out how you are personally complicit in the answer. <laughs> So I'm going to ask, uh, what black magic do I know that could help here? As Harper returns to the group with her findings, Cal, you recognise something on the papers that she's holding. There is a sheet of paper covered in text in a code that you recognise. It's the same code that the Endless Nights rituals always arrive in. Mm-hmm. I have a question for both Jess and Calisterius. Are either of you still in the Endless Night group chat? <laughs> um, I don't think Cal would be, um, because he, he made a sort of a, a pretty big point of sort of flouncing off out of that cult after they uh, he didn't get promoted as quickly as he wanted to, and they wouldn't sort of let him take over or listen to his ideas. So, you know, he was he, he was pretty quick to sever ties. It's like, well, okay, you know. You can just manage without me then and my expertise if you don't want to listen. So, uh, yeah, Cal has uh, left the chat. (laughs) Okay, how about Jess? I'd say, let's say Jess is still in the chat. I think that she probably ghosted the group more than stormed out and has been lurking, you know, that person in the chat that reads everything but never says a word. You've got them on mute, but you check in every day. I'm just like, want the goss. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, uh, Harper, can I have a look at that piece of paper? That looks worryingly familiar. So uh, uh, I take yeah, the paper sure. and sort of look through the code. And uh, yes, it's it says I feared this is one of the rituals of the endless night, the the cult I used to belong to. Um, you know, I can I can oh, read wait, this. Can I Jess, can... Jess, you belong belong to that cult as well, yeah. Yes, Jess is going to barge her shoulder in and lean over Cal's shoulder and like pull the papers and have a look and be like, are you actually kidding me? And then pull out her phone and turn her back. So I'm just going to very gingerly uh, lean over and sort of gently take the, the paper back off her and then continue sort of reading it. Like, yeah, I, I think I, I can see what this ritual is. I, I think I could recreate it if we wanted to. Uh, if... Not sure if that would help us get people back. I, I don't know if the people who did this ritual would necessarily want to come back, but uh, if we felt it was helpful, we could absolutely uh, take a look at this uh, ghost train. Huh, it is a ghost train. Shocker. Jess, you have a look at your phone. Mm-hmm. The muted Endless Night group chat has been active, and in fact, you've been personally tagged in one of the messages in oh. there. Now, the, the composition of the group has changed a little bit since you and Cal left. Um, you know, People have come and gone. You would be aware that uh, since you've been kind of keeping up on the goss in the chat, that uh, Charlie Barlow has joined the Endless Night since his experience yeah. with the tourist trap. Oh, oh Charlie. Yeah. Honestly. Mrs. Campbell, the primary school teacher, has also joined. 
um, since you. In fact, she might have been a member when you were there, but she she definitely is one now. Okay. Ronnie, who is a girl about Jess's age, who works in mm. uh, Beryl's Greasy Spoon, ah. she's also a member. She might have been a member when you were there. So, which of those people would you think would be most likely to kind of contact you personally, Jess, and ping you in? Charlie, probably. Okay. My boss. So, has he tagged me in a message? Yep. His message says, Jess, you always lived here, right? Please, we really need you for this one. It's going to be so cool. And there's a map pin, which is right here at the train station. Does it have a timestamp on it when the message was sent? Yep. 10 to 2. So about oh. 10 minutes before the whistle went off. Oh my goodness. Okay. Guys, 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 guys. Do you remember Charlie, my boss? My boss at the, the theme park? Oh God. Mm-hmm. Look, he mentioned that him. he joined. Well, yeah, he's annoying. He's my boss. But he'd been talking to me about the fact that he joined the Endless Night and I was trying to tell him it wasn't a good idea, but you know how he is. Well, look what he sent me about, what, 20 minutes ago, half an hour ago? And I show everybody the text message. Oh, boy. Ah. What on earth are they playing at? This is why they say never join a cult. Um, Should I text him back? Oh, yeah, Should that's I... a great idea, actually. Uh, well, I, I don't because... know if your service plan covers extra dimensions, but uh, it's uh, worth a try. Oh, do you think he's gone somewhere else? Or do you think they've sent they might tell other people us, somewhere else? Actually, if depending on what happens. But if he's gone somewhere else, I'm out of a Saturday job. I'd hate to think about his data roaming charges if he's uh, going to be receiving WhatsApp messages in another dimension. Don't... <laughs> Don't you think like it sounds like they've not gone anywhere, but they've they've made this train thing happen for whatever bloody reason. They're at it again. Meddling in stuff they don't understand. He said it's to do with he he, he said he he spoke to you specifically <laughs> because you've always lived here. I wonder yeah. if that's something to do with who was affected and who wasn't. Well, Cal where did you live before here? Oh, uh, I've um, always lived here. Okay. A uh, pump station guy? Same. A lifer. But why would the Endless Night want to be getting rid of all the, the locals? You know, born and bred. We're what makes this town good. Not the mm. tourists. No offence. <laughs> Well, I mean, I I don't know that they, I don't know if we could interpret it that they were trying to get rid of people. I mean, it, it could, you know, what the endless night used to get up to. I mean, it was a mix of slightly sinister stuff and you know sometimes just sort of harmless black magic fun for one of a, a better description. I mean, they could have just gone on an inter- interdimensional joyride. Uh, they could all be, you know, about to uh, reappear any minute. So, you know, let's not stand directly on the track. Let's stand behind the yellow line just in case they come back. But um... Gwyneth has, has reached out and like grabbed the nearest tree that's transformed into her quarterstaff and like spun it around as just sort of looking around like <laughs> ready, just in case. I mean, I, I'm not clear if, if we need to rescue people from a trap that they've been got into or we need to rescue people who went in voluntarily and, you know, they've had some sort of mishap or whether nobody needs rescuing. And any minute, all the cultists will turn up and say, well, that was a really great train ride. Hope to do it again sometime. 
And we all get to go home and sleep. <laughs> that sounds good. <sighs> Do you want to read the coded ritual? Yes. So Cal and Jess Jess understands the code as well as a as an ex endless night member. It says quite simply, a ritual to open the doors between worlds. One. That's mistake number one. <laughs> this ritual must be conducted by somebody who has lived in the same place all their life. Two, this ritual must be conducted at a train station. Three, clear the rails of any obstructions, leaves, etc. Four, clear the platform of any signs mentioning engineering works. Five, stand on the platform and say with heart, I've got to get out of this town. Mm. Well, I'm glad to see that my instinct about not trying very hard was accurate. I'm just going to... One moment, please. Um, I know that I have a bunch of um, historical documents, witness reports and strange events, etc. I'm just really quickly going to search on my on my <laughs> trusty phone if there's any precedent for anything like this or any kind of train station-specific supernatural events having happened here in Sheridan before? I think in the historical records, no. Okay. So there's no like legends or like, you know. Uh... There might be if you were looking at folklore, that kind of thing, then you might have more luck. But if we're talking about like historical documents, like news clippings, records. Well, there's witness of reports of strange events. So that, oh, yes. that's where I would be focused. Okay. Yes, but not for a long time. Like you have to go quite a way back in history, almost like the early days of the railways. Okay, fantastic. Can I try and ring Charlie? Yes. Just to see if I get through to him or whether he has been disappeared. Because I, I want to know whether this is something that they were doing for themselves as a little fun joyride or whether they were doing it to other people. So I'm just going to dial his number. Chess dials Charlie Barlow. It doesn't ring. Just immediately starts saying, The number you have dialed has not been recognised. Bugger. So it was them that went, and they were Seems inviting like you it. along, rather than... Yep. Right. I mean, it's nice. I guess I don't always get an invite to parties, but I'm um, kind of glad I missed this one, if I'm honest. Do we think, then, if they went willingly... Do we think that they are okay then and we just kind of leave it alone? Or no, because there were other people. When, when I flew out and had a look around, no one else was coming. But there's other people that were not involved in the cult who were affected by this. So could be dangerous Wait, do we know, to oh, others. Do we know that for a fact? It seems like it. Well, it was your... That they were not involved um, in the cult? There was your friend at the petrol station. And there were a lot of lights on in town. When I flew up, I had a look. Matt, he didn't, petrol station mm-hmm. guy did not mention the endless night to me, did he? Or anything He did like not. That? He, he, made, he gave you an exhaustive uh, account of everything weird that has happened to him in his life and he did not mention joining a cult. Right. So there might be some... Was he just following the first rule of cult club though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he would have he would have mentioned if he was part of a mystical cult. So that's fair enough. Um, 
Well, I have one question left uh, from my move. In the coded instructions, there is no mention of like a return trip, is there? Because all of this is like to get out, but is there any any indication of how to like reverse or come back? Nope. Okay, so very much a one. This is so like them type of thing. Why don't we stick around for a bit? You know, just uh, set up a bit of a watch, see if the train comes back, and then uh, to drop them off. And if it doesn't, perhaps we should consider following them because they may be stranded, and it might take uh, people like us with a bit more knowledge to uh, get them back again. Jess. Yes. Kit is walking on one of the rails, like balancing along one of the rails, which you can now see the rails are rusty, but they have been cleared of debris. Mm-hmm. And he says, nah, mate, I've got a better idea. I don't like the sound of waiting around. What about you? Nope. It's cold here. Sounds like you've got the power, mate. You and Cal have everyone here. You've got the power. Yeah. So let's go. You've always wanted to get out of this place. You mean, you think I should call the train? Yeah, I mean, whether you do it because you want to see something you've never seen or whether you want to do it for the boring reason of, like, saving your boss from whatever crap situation he's got himself in, I think there's only really one course of action here, don't you? Uh, Yeah, but these guys are never going to let me do it. Why do you need them to let you? And I think Jess is just standing very still on the edge of the platform, waiting for the opportune moment. Whilst Jess is having this conversation with Kit, Gwyn was saying, was sort of carrying on with uh, Calisterius and, and Harpen saying, well, I, I, I'm not sure about waiting per se. I mean, they might be in trouble or whatever, but also I was saying to Harper before, I, I'd spoken to the Morrigan earlier and they seem to think that there's a possibility that well putting everything together it's possible that wherever your cultists have gone this place between worlds this this realm with no name it might be where some of my sisters are and i would very much like the opportunity to go and see if i can find them and bring some of them back okay that's a good point but Please don't forget that uh, the Endless Knight are a bunch of douchebags and they deserve to be stuck in another dimension for a few hours. All the more reason, if some of my sisters are there and not in their prime power-wise, to go investigate and make sure that the occult doesn't get their hands on them. Now, what I was going to suggest is maybe we have a look at seeing if there's any spells that we can do to create some kind of anchor point to bring us back here just in case. Jess, what are you doing? And Jess is running. We're not going to figure anything out just talking about it. But talking is basically all I do. (laughs) That's the bloody point. So with a wild look in her eyes, she says, I've got to get out of this town. Kit backflips off the rail back onto the platform next to you, Jess, just as, without seeming to have come down the tracks, 
There is a train in the station. Sitting between the platforms, steam rising from the wheels, a black, heavy, cast iron steam engine gouting steam from the funnel. It looks solid enough, but it appears to be lit by kind of the yellow of street lamps, even though there are no yellow street lamps around. The uh, engine is pulling old-timey-looking Pullman carriages that stretch off all the way down the tracks into the distance as far as the eye can see. Now all of you hear the whistle, including Harper. Ooh, that's loud. I think Jess is going to throw her head back and laugh with, like, joy and grab what she sees as Kit's hand and just, like, barrel onto the train and lean out the window and be like, well, you're coming. Um, All right, then. Is there anyone else in this train? You don't see any sign of anybody else on the train right now. Cal, you feel compelled to board the train. If you would like to resist, you can roll Act Under Pressure. Yes, okay. Uh, I would like to temporarily resist (laughs) because I want to um, try and enact uh, Gwyn's plan of um, setting up some sort of, you know, uh, anchor or beacon or return mechanism with a bit of magic. Great, yeah. But as you're thinking these thoughts, your legs are already moving, carrying you to follow Jess into the front carriage of the train. So roll that plus cool. Uh, so can I use my move? I've read about this sort of thing, uh, which lets me roll plus sharp instead of plus cool when I act under pressure. Yes. Tell us what you've read that helps you in this situation or written in your case. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I'm more and more annoyed as this is impinging more and more on the story that I was writing already. So, no, people are going to think I've just ripped this off. So, uh, but... Uh, in my story, there was a way to resist, uh, and it was making a list of all the reasons that you shouldn't get on the train, Ooh. that you should not board that ghost train. So I'm, I'm making a list in my head. Uh, I've got to get the draft next book to my editors. Uh, I've got book signings to go to. I, I've got the fan social media accounts to manage. Um, so rolling. Uh, so with plus sharp, I have uh, 10. You manage to arrest the effect. Uh, you pull your foot back onto the platform and manage to avoid boarding the train for now. Excellent. Gwyn was keen to get on the train, but then seeing Calisterius sort of taking a moment, sort of like one foot on, one foot off. Do you need anything before we go? Yeah, I think, I think we need to do some magic. All right. Uh, perhaps I, I, I pick the... Uh, I don't know, I pick something that's just laying around a bit of uh, trash on the station somewhere. It's like, right, that's going to be our impromptu beacon. The torch. I've got an 11. Nice. I like the idea that this is like you're combining the torch and a crisp packet. You turn the crisp packet shiny (laughs) side out and spike it onto the fence and prop up the torch so it's pointing at it. So it's like glinting off the foil. And this is the, and you like fix that in your mind as like, this is a train stop now. This right, is where the okay. train is going to come back to on our way back. And with an 11, with an 11 uh, there is no glitch even. So this magic works exactly as intended. Slap dash as it is. 
<laughs> Excellent. Nice. Uh, and with that, I get on the train. The whistle blows again, and there is the faintest suggestion in it of all aboard. We are. Well, I guess uh, we're going on a trip. At least this time I get to choose to go. Eh, whatever. And Harper just jumps onto the train, uh, uninterested, like <laughs> in the most blasé kind of like, eh, whatever <laughs> way. Everybody else looks like they're boarding for a, a, a magical journey and Harper just looks like she's getting on the 1042 to Peterborough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is what trains used to look like, you said? Yes. And it's before my time. How long ago? Yes, before your time. How long ago? Oh, I don't know, like mm, a couple of hundred years. I don't know. But um, it was before electricity, wasn't it? So like they used coal. And they burnt it. Like, um, so Jess is incredibly animated, probably more than you've ever seen her. Like, she's mm-hmm. really happy. And they like shovel coal into a fire uh, in the engine room, and it made steam, and the steam made the wheels go. And yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. The doors to the carriage slam shut. And without seeming to need to accelerate at all, the train is suddenly in motion at incredible speed. And there is a kind of a sickening lurch as it dives and descends vertically downwards into the ground. Outside the windows, all you see is darkness. This has been Vigil, a main house production from Nearly Role Players. It stars Natalie Winter as Gwyneth, Marta da Silva as Harper, Ellen Gould as Jess Butterworth, and Chris Buxey as Calisteria Softbinding. I'm Matt Bootman and I play the supporting cast. Editing and sound design is by me, and the theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Role Players is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on.